Kom på paus. Ja, yeah, I need to have a look at them. Ja, alltså det är En, två, tre. Back to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric. And my name is Jonathan. With us today, our third, well, I guess most common co-host, Henrik. Welcome back. Thank you. How are you today? I'm fine. I've been working away as usual and looking forward to a bit of chatting. Yeah, cool. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. Trying to get the... We've got a good one today. Yeah, so. get mm-hmm. the place in order, get myself in order for uh, entering, finally entering peace of mind proper. We've been yeah. on the album before because it's a big one, right? Or what would you say, Henrik? It's a big one. It's the biggest one for me. So mm. it's easily, I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I sort of tend to decide. I, I decided some, some time in the past, but I think it's automatically, it's going to be my best, the best Maiden album for me. Yeah, it has a lot. It has the yeah. five, five out of six guys that are still on stage today. So mm. it's definitely legacy lineup. It has a, a cool production, which is uh, not overly fancy, but just hard-hitting, good-sounding. I think it's a fantastic production, um, I think. Cool cover It sounds sleeve. like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. It, sounds, yeah, it has a very special, mm, special exactly. sound. It sounds like nothing else without being any sort of gimmick either. It's a very normal sound, yeah. yet unique and, and powerful. Mm. And they never really, I mean even though they've recorded multiple albums at the same place with the same producer and everything, they never really got the same. It's, I think, I mean, they, they all sound different from each other, but I think, yeah. you know, there's uh, a lot of bands tend to, I mean, if you listen to like some will, I mean, I'm sure as I say, as, as I'm saying this, some people will, you know, throw their arms in the air, you, you know, and yell at their, you know, whatever, tell computers. <laughs> but uh, like, for instance, I think sound wise load, and the Black Album, not musically, but sound-wise, they sound very similar because the same guys, same place, with the same producer. Or maybe, yeah. maybe it was the same place. Yeah. Mm. But the sound-wise, there's the same kind of guitar tone, the same kind of drum, definitely the same kind of drum sound. For sure. Mm. But it, I, yeah. I like it a bit more on Load, to be honest. I think it's a bit warm, yeah, yeah, w- yeah, warmer, but, but, a bit um, mushier. You know. But, mm. but you didn't get this. Like, for instance, Power Slave did, does not sound like Peace of Mind. Or Summer no, in Time. Yeah. No, no. You know. Somewhere, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. quite mm. different, you know, from album to album and finding the concept. I guess should be mentioned this would be the first time in the Bahamas, right? Yeah, for yep. recording of this album and writing it, I think, Jersey, right? In, in the Jersey, so yeah, first time at the Le Chalet Hotel in mm. Jersey as well. So the kind of 
setting standards at this point on how yeah, to do things. Yeah. And I guess at this, you know, um, a week back or so, we discussed the early days and uh, how how much it was mentioned. They always had a plan, and I think mm-hmm. here, you know, this is going past the early days and into the plan that they would use. I think pretty much for the rest of the eighties, but with yeah. different locations and so on. But really, this is this is the way they produce albums from here on for a bit for a while right mm. yeah they do and it's it's uh i mean of course it's for tax reasons that they need to stay out of britain yeah. for so, some part of the year i don't know how much for how long but it's one of those things and uh, and i don't and i don't know if jersey counts as not being britain i mean it's it's part of I well, don't know. Is either. it part of Great Britain or UK or maybe tax? Know. You know, it could be tax laws. Who knows? Yeah, definitely yeah. not but, us. But, yeah. Hmm. Well, we haven't mentioned, but we're obviously talking about peace of mind. We, we haven't mentioned the song. Oh have yeah, we? the song "Die with Your Boots." Yeah, song. is there a way Die to? That's what we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for for once, you know, in this uh, alphabetically um, kind of uh, alphabetically ordered order that we have and for once we're entering on a perfect song i think to enter this album it sits there nicely it's a maybe not the most famous track but uh, quite a strong one riff wise really strong right it's really good yeah it's i was thinking about it because i was listening it on repeat uh today earlier today on my way to work and it dawned on me how uh in a in a, in a set list context it's it could really take the place of uh, the, the the place that usually say a song like Two Minutes to Midnight would get in the set list. Mm. It could be this one instead, and this is a much better song. Yeah, at least it's oh, yeah, 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 and it hasn't been played as much, so it's going to be a more welcome part of the set if they would use it. Yeah, right. and that, that might way. be why I feel that way, of course, as well. Oh, yeah, I of course. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree there. I love Two Minutes to Midnight, but I think this could be definitely be another option here. And speaking of that, you know, we have Smith here again, but mm. for the first time, I think. In the discography, we have a Smith Harris Dickinson. Yeah, that's right. Written track, at least at least on paper. But on, that's right, on paper. Yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, yeah. Earlier examples could have been perhaps the Prisoner. The, yeah, I, I think know. the Prisoner is the, is the one. Yeah. yeah, but you can tell in this song, right? It has tons of energy in it. Fits the title, you know. It yeah. just, just rolls out, and I guess we should listen to the intro, if, if only to get into the spirit of the song. Yeah. intro that's a that's a cool intro yeah. 20 seconds so it's not overly long either mm. now am i am i correct in um and this is sort of guitar nerd stuff but i've got you know i've got at least one guitarist here yep. um isn't this one of the few intros or riffs by maiden where they actually use pinch harmonics because there's a very in the first you know bit there's definitely a very uh yeah i thought about the same that wow yeah, yep. which could remind you of uh guitarists like dimebag daryl for example, later. Well, I was going to say the, the guy is, who's way the later. Guy, the guy who apparently gets paid per pinch harmonic, uh, Zach Wild. Uh, exactly him, <laughs> him or or Dimebag. But it's done kind of tastefully. They don't have as much gain going either, so it's more subtle. But I think it's a, an early example of that. Other early examples mm-hmm. could be like uh, John Sykes or uh, Randy Rhodes. But this is quite early to to make that kind of guitar move already in '83. Well, that that didn't occur to me. I, I just meant that this is the first Maiden. The first time they've been using it, do you think? It, who do you think was the first one to do it? All in all, you know? I've heard uh, Billy Gibbons 
from ZZ Top, oh, but you know, way sense. different yeah. sound. But he also had that uh, piso plectrum, you know, piso pick, mm, the, yeah. a Mexican piso, and he used that, and that maybe creates more of these overtones. Basically, for you non-guitarists, the move is just a way to create uh, high overtones in like higher octaves, so you get that screaming effect. Mm. But yeah, it's interestingly mm. early. Also, similar time, uh, Dio, Holy Diver, my, mm-hmm. might contain contain one or two of these. Uh, so it's a it's a cool move and it gives a sound to the intro yeah it gives an urgency to it i think what do you think about the intro henrik i'm just sitting here thinking and i might make a fool of my out of myself but i think that isn't this one of the few songs that actually start with guitar harmonics in that uh, guitar harmonies in that way i think so yeah yeah that could be one of the few yeah mm. for sure they don't do it that often no usually usually you get the thing where it comes in after a bit yeah exactly yeah, now that's, a, that's an interesting thing. But yeah. I mean, the, the, the basis of the song, as I have understood it, is, I mean, it was a Bruce Adrian thing, and then Steve came up with the chord, the, uh, allegedly the chord sequence behind the verse and the, sec- and the section that goes into the main chorus, which is the really good part, the no point asking yeah. and this yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing I've heard that Steve said it was a team project, and he, he indeed yeah. did the, the chord structure for the verse, which is... Well done, I would say. Very, very yeah, professional. Very good, yeah. Very professional, very, very good for the, for the vocals. Perfect bed for the vocals to work upon. Yeah, and it's got all that energy with the, the openness of the chords that are just st- stricken at, at once. I mean, it's not chugging along. It's just... Wah, 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 you know. At this point, maybe you could glance at the lyrics for a little bit. I think they're quite good in this one. Interesting lyrics. I've liked them even since I was not that into lyrics, which would be like my teenage years. And Mm. you start with, yeah, another prophet of disaster who says this ship is lost. Another prophet of disaster leaving you to count the cost. Taunting us with visions, afflicting us with fear. Predicting war for millions in the hope that one appears. Which kind of nicely put together even speaking rhythmically right it flows very well yeah 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 and i think the message in it uh, at least the way i read it is that we have all these prophets of doom walking around you know mankind is pretty much always at the way end of us you know it's always Mm -hmm. like impending doom is right Mm -hmm. around the corner we have a swedish phrase which is this Mm -hmm. kind of thing you know like we're entering the end of days and always doing that right there's always someone that is going to tell you that yeah. we're nearing the end. Or what do you guys think? I think it might be. I mean, I actually, I'm actually reading a bit here where Bruce says that it was actually about a regiment of Scots guards in the Second World War. He had read a book called "They Died with Their Boots On," which, and then he's he's quoted, which I suppose suppose it was the best thing the sergeant could say about the guys he was working with. Okay, so like they they failed immensely, but at least they failed with their boots on. Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. the, the 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 phrase "die with your boots on" is a very you know English speakers will know what that is. That's that that's a pretty common. It essentially just means that you you are active up until the point you die. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, you know when when my, when my grandma passed, people said that about her. Mm. And you know it wasn't literal. It wasn't literal boots. She doesn't have. She, I don't think she wore boots. No, she had no. too often sandals. Yeah. Sandals. Yeah. She died for sandals. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, but it, it just means that's what that you know comes from um, initially. Um, yeah, and I think that's the so, the sentiment of the song and how I read it is that uh, okay, many things could go wrong, right? You yeah. can get a a piece of ice falling off a roof in Winter Stockholm. You can die under it. People mm. actually did. Even in recent years, things can happen. There are risks out there, but they're saying no point asking when it is, who's to go, yeah. what's the game, who's to blame. Because if you're going to die, die with your boots Yeah. So it's a message I mean, of just carrying on, I think, and just plowing through. And Which you would have to do in a situation such as if it was about, if it, uh, you know, if it, definitely. It's about the war, yeah. I just saw something horrifying, and no offense to any of the listeners if they're fans. I was not aware that Sonata, Sonata Arctica... As they're called, Finnish metal, but they did a cover of this. That can't be good. I don't like the band, but it's it's an okay effort. No, I, I yeah. Mm. Right, well, I mean, you know, again, no offense to any anyone at home who maybe maybe, maybe the Brink brothers. Maybe they like them because they're from fin- they're Finnish, Finnish, right? Yeah, they have they have to then, don't they? <laughs> so anyway, with "Die with Your Boots On," I think a good concept for the song. Uh, the oh. song is a little bit overlooked, and I think it may be due to these Monty Python ish backing vocals in the pre-chorus. Uh, if you're gonna die, hmm, well, really? uh, if you're gonna die, if you're gonna die, I think that's really strange because I did listen to some live versions yeah. of it uh, this afternoon, and it's really weird. I mean, if you listen to the album, the the backing vocals are quite laid back. They're, if you're gonna die, though. Yeah, and yeah. if you listen to Love of the Death, it's, if you're gonna die, they're... Of course, you're on stage, you know, you're not standing just with your headphones. And yeah, but then die. when I listen to the early days gig from Ullevi, that gig, and it's almost like they're rushing to say, if you're gonna die, it's, yeah. it's, they're not really doing the rhythm, and I think it's really uh, weird. Maybe they didn't practice. They're just, oh, I'm playing the riff and <laughs> stressing out the backing vocals. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. um, it's a great. There's a great version of 2003 um, on one of the bootlegs from uh, from that tour. I saw it yeah. that year. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was very cool. And I think for me that you know a lot of friends have have told me this. The pre-chorus ruins the song or whatnot. Those backing vocals. But for me, I'm I'm raised with uh, a lot of British rock music. <clears throat> the Who. You know, we talked about that before. My father likes that kind of stuff. The Who mm. or um, uh, I guess uh, who else would have that kind of backing vocal? Yeah. The, Kinks, perhaps, you know, something mm. like that. And uh, so for me, it sounds about right. It sounds a bit eccentric, well, yeah. Yeah. a little eccentric, but pretty cool. I think they do pull it off here. It works. But we discussed it, uh, you know, about a couple of months ago when we did The Assassin, where they also have a backing vocal situation that I felt did not work. No, but I think that's due to the song composition rather than the, deli- oh, yeah. Ra- yeah. Rather than the yeah. delivery. Yeah, ma- yes, and maybe even the yeah. lyrics, better watch out. It's yeah. very silly. I mean, uh, if you're gonna die, it's way cooler. While still being <laughs> k- 
kind of yeah, silly. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I mean, it's still sort of silly, but it's the sentiment yeah. of the song <laughs> at least. Because it's different. There's different kinds of silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like mm. this kind of silly. Let's put mm. it like that. Yeah, good, good live song too. Mm, it's a very good live yeah. song, and I've been fortunate to see see them play it live a, quite a, quite many times, I guess. But it's it's always one of those that it's so over it's overlooked in a way. It, I mean, it's almost. I'm not going to say it's a deep cut, but I mean, it's one of Semi. those songs that tends Semi-deep. to. Yeah, and uh, it could easily. I mean, if they would bring it up, bring it into the set list now, it would be. You know, you know, it would be a really good song to complement the more longer, slower, epic run. Yeah, stuff. Right. yeah, and they did play four songs off of off of this album on the Legacy set. Four yeah. songs, quite a bit mm. of songs, you know, for a no. best of set. So, but I mean, they could have done five in my bird in my world. Yeah. You know, yeah. why not? Why mm. would you boot on perhaps instead of Aces High? You know, ooh, blasphemy! Mm. But uh, no, I, no, I would have no. liked that. No, I, I yeah. think I'd be down with that. Yeah. yeah. Jag måste hosta lite, vänta lite. Inte fuck up så att jag... Det är lugnt, äter så jävla god korv här också, det sista biten. Alltså jag har, jag köpte, jag ville fästa loss med, I was, I'm gonna explain in English in case some of this is audible in the, in the pod. I, um, as we're doing one of my favorite songs, I decided to uh, throw caution to the wind and enjoy a little bit of, I have a little bit of bourbon in my, my mug or my glass here. And uh, I, 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 i started coughing for some reason uh, due to it. That's the short version of a very not interesting story. Uh, and that's why you, you've heard me coughing. You, in this you've podcast. had a long day. It's fine. You know, Landing here. Mm. And there. Yes, I'm so old that when I'm, when I'm tired, I cough. <laughs> yeah. The age span has been good so far. You know, we, Now we've had yeah. uh, Henrik exactly the same age as Ben. Up and coming guest. Mm. So who's our... I mean, I, I gotta imagine that Blaze is old. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. And then I think Christian Niemann. But let's not do ages. No, no, no. How old is Don, Don Svarna? <clears throat> Older than Henrik. I think. Well, how old is. This doesn't matter. This, <laughs> no, 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 this, this is silly. This is silly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all, hopefully, we're all going to die with our boots on. Yeah. Hopefully, everyone is the perfect age for whatever they're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's keep it at that. Let's keep it at that. Let's <laughs> yeah. just leave it that way. I'm going to have some more of this. Uh, um, it's clearly working. <laughs> a very interesting thing about the song, I'm not going to say composition-wise, but I think it's more about arrangement-wise, is that they have this this bit in the middle of the guitar solos where they, the vocal thing, yeah. they die with the boots on thing. Kind of ad-lib and, vocal on the title. Yeah. And yeah it's, I love uh, this part. It's really, it's really nice because, and then you get, it's Adrian's solo, the second one, isn't it? So, yes. Yeah. yes. And, um, I mean, um, let's listen to it and then talk. Mm? It's too good. I love this. So 
pretty cool. And then when it breaks into when it breaks into that pre-chorus, I think it's it's just perfect. So goes, well written, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I've got a few remarks here. Uh, Dave Solo, Steve is going way up, boom, ding, ding, mm. boom, ding, ding, which I think fits. It doesn't mm. really go in the way of the solo. Mm. It's more like if you had a pianist in the band, the guitar is soloing away, but you add these high pedal notes. Like yeah. Boom, ding, ding. Yeah. Sounds great. And then that little interlude, I think is my favorite part of Peace of Mind. Kind of, you know, I just love it. The yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not really earth chattering, maybe, but for me, that's where the song is in full roll. You know, that's mm. where you're never gonna unstrap those boots. <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. And then you get Adrian yeah, yeah, Solo, yeah. which is an Adrian Solo. What else to say? It's a good Adrian Solo. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And delivers the song back into a vocal part, which I think we can remark Smith is king of. He's really good at that. He did that even in Death or Glory. Just sends the song back. Uh, coming home, same thing. Many times he's, he has that ability to wrap it up and send it back to Bruce. Mm. Good part. <clears throat> Very good. I wish I had isolated drum tracks for this one. I think the drums are very much Nico all the way. I mean, it's so it's so Nico-y in every sense. The way he comes in there in the beginning, yeah. it's quite interesting. Exactly. Using the pretty high toms, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, well, it's just it, it's just doing some kind of snare thing, and then whatever. No, well, yeah. not that sounded like another life, but it's not that. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's mm. really good at that. And then, yeah. then, then he is in super tandem with Steve. Uh, we talked mm. about two minutes before mm. the way they synchronize the hits in the intro. Uh, it's really engaging. Yeah, you're really yeah. feeling like, oh, here we, here we go. Mm. And uh, I use this song all the time for running or working out, and it, it works. It's mm. an energetic song. I yeah, say. it is. Yeah, tons of energy. Mm. Take it out loud. I think this for. for for, for me, for, for me, this song has more of that, or at least now, it has more of that than the Trooper does for me. Uh, I just know I think this is I think this is a you know I know the Trooper is always going to be the big song from the album, but I think this is a superior song. Mm, yeah, but I I, guess, yeah, if it's but also because we've heard it so many times. Exactly. Also, yeah, but, I guess they're both tragedies. Really, they're based on losing, but losing with full with your flag well, held high, you know, mm. so to speak. But. Um, yeah, this one feels more optimistic to me. It mm. feels more like you're yeah, doing it for a reason. Trooper is more of a pure misery, tragedy type situation. But still it, with that uh, fortitude in the bottom. Yeah, no. and, and I mean, lyric-wise, Trooper is also more of a, just a, a comment on what's going on. Whereas yeah. W.D. Boosan is more, descript- I would say description, but it's more feel, the feeling, the, it's, it's a meta thing. Yeah. yeah, and mm. uh, I mean, speaking of this one, speaking of this one, we have a few songs with Smith Harris Dickinson, right? Quite often they work. Mm. I would yeah. say pretty good songs in there. Um, Evil That Men Do, mm. one of them. Uh, the Wicker Man, another one, works really well. I think when they all three come together, they're so different in how they write songs, right? Mm. Harris is this eccentric, uh, I'm gonna do it my way, guy. Smith is this rocker. And keep it keep it tight together and fluent and smooth. Mm. And Bruce is, I guess, the poet or culture guy. And in this song, I think all of them get their thing across. Yeah, beautifully. Mm. It's it's a perfect song. 
Mm, I'll, I'll say, say that flat like, out. I I, perfect mm. song, in my opinion. Yeah. Six out of five. So I, mm. Six out of what you say? Six out of five. Six out of oh, five. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 I guess sorry, though, if we're what? not gonna go, over, right. and I mean, it's not gonna be on the list anyway, right? What we're gonna say? Right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So <laughs> yeah. you know what's going on the fucking list. Yeah. I, I, I don't need to. I don't. Yeah, need we don't to need any suspense do for this. We don't need any suspense. But I have a nice story with this uh, in mind uh-huh. that I I caught up on from Pelle Purple. Uh, this guy in a, he had this fanzine in Norway. He was really into the scene, and then he became the account manager, uh, the main sales guy, main sales rep for Maiden in Norway for quite a while. So I mean, he did all the marketing and all that kind of stuff. And uh, once Bruce did this flying from England to have a gig in Paris, in Paris, mm-hmm. and he he brought on some journalists, you know, build some hype, but also some contest winners. So there were two Norwegian contest winners, drunk guys, that got to come along with Pelle Purple for this, <laughs> you know, for this flight. They're flying down to Paris. Bruce is at the helm. It's Captain Dickinson speaking. Gonna fly you straight to hell and back. And that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Everything goes well. Gig is perfect, you know, as it should be. But on the way home, they encounter like severe weather. And they're in actual trouble up there. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's this kind of tense moment where it could be the end of of your life in a sense. People people aren't talking much anymore. <laughs> They're trying to, to make things work, and then those two Norwegian contest winners are drunk enough to start singing in the back. If you're gonna die, <laughs> die with your boots on. If you're gonna die, everyone's looking at them. Not yeah, sure amused. Very appreciated. No <laughs> one is amused. And afterwards, <laughs> EMI's main guy turns to Pelle Purple and is like, "That was your guys, right?" <laughs> that was the Norwegians, <laughs> but I think it's a good attitude, right? Yeah. If you're gonna die, well, die with your boots on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in the in the moment, I might not have reacted that way. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I would have the balls to do that, but it could be liquid courage as well, right? I think it's. I, think, I mean, the, I mean, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't for me be a question of you know having the balls to do it or not. If I'm convinced I'm possibly dying, yeah. I don't think I would care, you know, that, that wouldn't be the thing. It just, I wouldn't, it w- I might not think to do that. You, you wouldn't sing. You wouldn't sing if you, you wouldn't celebrate. You, no. you wouldn't celebrate <laughs> no, possibly no, dying. Yeah. But that's where we differ. Cause I would, I, w- I would wish I had done that. I think mm. it's the right no, thing I, to I do. I wish, I wish I would too. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I would though. I hope I'm, I'm giving, I don't want to give myself that amount of credit. <laughs> I hope I would. I do that. Henrik, mm-hmm. would you do it? Uh, w- would I sing? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure I would do something to keep my spirits up. I'm not sure. If That's what I mean. Yeah. It's not. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm. It's not making the crash more possible. You know, it's, it's not pushing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not doing anything. <laughs> no. It's, I mean, it's, 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 like, it's heightening mm. your spirits. Mm. If you're gonna, I mean, die, if, they, if, they, if you're going up to the pilot and bothering him with doing it, that's not a good idea. But otherwise, you're not bothering him. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't do that. Mm. I don't think you could. Also, when was this? Uh, what year? Work could have been. He worked with them during the 2000s primarily. So somewhere right. on that era. And that's when Bruce started flying as well. I mean, the whole thing. I, I, I know because of um, uh, events, I'm sure everyone is aware of. So after September 2001, uh, the access to the, the front of the plane was severely limited mm. yes. until you know the plane was on the ground. Uh, so. I'm thinking that I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a point with that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I, so the pilots had to fly by remote from the back because they couldn't get into yes. the front. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, that, so that's where being bo- really? they're being bothered. That wasn't oh. a good idea to bother yeah. the pilots. <laughs> do you think if if Bruce heard it, do you think he would have been bothered? 
Or do you think it would I have been? I think the problem. I'm, this I'm, is I'm going right. to say I'm, I'm. Well, I think I don't think we should. I think I don't. I don't think it would bother him. I think he would. Something he definitely. If he had heard it, he definitely would have. That definitely would have been in the book. Uh, True. Or, or something. Or done as one of his. You know, his spoken word things. I'm hoping. I think the reason. I'm hoping the reason he didn't know about it is because he was busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's way too professional <laughs> when it comes to his flying. So he would. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't be faced by it. I like that part no. of him. He loves to be professional. You know, yeah. even when he's visiting Robertson Brewery, he's like, ah, oh, and the malts and the, and the mm. barley, and the, you know, he's he's like always in complete control of whatever he's attempting, yeah. excelling at. I mean, mm. I think especially also, especially in a situation where you know, when he's doing stuff at the brewery, very seldomly is other people's lives at stake. <laughs> in the brewery, <laughs> yeah. no, no, maybe, maybe in the in long more, term, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if people are drinking too much. No, yeah. well, we no got, we got, we got, we got, we got. Speaking of that, we got, we have a. Thing we got a plan that we've been talking about, but I'm not going to give any more of that away. Uh, speaking of, speaking of the brewery, so people might be able to figure oh, that yeah. out. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. stuff. But we'll, we'll work that out afterwards. This yep. Um, okay. So that song definitely on the list, and that was our. I think that was the 17th song. Yeah, I think so. 16, 17. So we got quite a few. I, w- I wanted to raise another question on it. Uh-huh. Uh, how much has it been celebrated? Enough or like properly in terms of putting it out live, putting it on bests offs or live albums. I mean, it is on Live of the Death. It's on Made in England. Yes. It's... I saw it 03. Mm, yeah. You I'm maybe to... saw it 05 as well. It was 05 yeah, too, yeah. 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 So it has been kind of celebrated. Uh, semi-deep cut. People who just know the, you know the big hits do not know this song, I don't think. Oh, I, I agree with that. But I mean... Uh, but also, it could be that you could say the same thing about you know Flight of Icarus or even Revelations, maybe, because that's not... Revelations yeah, is gonna, becoming this big track. Yeah, I would say. yeah, but I mean, but I, you know, I think that for the the like the, the, the kind the kind of people who like, there's a kind of fan who you know very much enjoys the band, probably has quite a few of the CDs. Say the kind of people who who tend to frequent, you know, they're at every Sweden rock festival, they're they're at every whack and open air. Yeah, and they always, you know, they see, you know, they kind of see all the bands, but they don't necessarily, you know, maybe have, you know, the, they're not, you know, no sort of laser focus on one particular one. They probably would know. If, you know, revelations. I don't think they would know this though mm. necessarily. That's just my probably right. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. a little bit more hidden, but still somewhat celebrated. Like mm. they haven't they haven't dug it into the ground or anything like that. No, no I mean, and I mean, the times they have actually brought it back into the set. I think it's been. It must have been themselves who thought, "Oh, let's play this song," yeah. which is refreshing because because it's not Rothschild. So it's very cool in the Made in England <laughs> set. Uh, you know, Made in England, the original one. 88, mm, that yeah. they bring in this and still live. Yeah, it's cool really choices. Yeah. Oh, cool I would choices. love to hear still. And, 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 ki- and killers as well. I mean, and it's killers a really as well. Good, yeah. yeah, none of those in the redone set. However, no, they were all replaced. We no. got some interesting stuff, but not those three. And we didn't get Infinite Dreams. No, but that's that's, 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 that's sad. One of the yeah. best. I mean, that's yeah. one of those. One yeah. of the best. Wow, it's so good. I love that mm. one. So good. I mean, there's there's like a whole, you know, there's a whole. There's so many songs that they're probably never going to do. Yeah. But you know that that there's no real there's there's no I mean there's there's so much stuff. We can go get to, we'll get to that when we get to it I guess. But we can also maybe do a kind of fun thing to do if you do an episode where we we just do go you know a list of you know like do a top ten or top five list each of deep cuts you would like to hear but they haven't played. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. That, that could be really interesting. That could be that could we could do that when we do the thing with the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Or only played <laughs> once or whatnot, you know. There, there are ways to well, yeah, go about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think oh, you know we'll get to it. yeah a good we'll, a good we'll one see, we'll see. a very good one um, though with your boots on it's it's a solid yeah. track it's very catchy it's over six minutes long yeah you, but it doesn't feel that long no. does it it feels like it's short you, uh, you know you like it's it. enough of energy going through yeah, yeah and it's I mean well two minutes to midnight is around six minutes as well I guess on the studio yeah. album yeah El Dorado so, is seven you know <laughs> yeah things are happening I feel I, I feel I feel those seven minutes are more noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, easing, I'm easing up on it. I like it. But yeah, mm. we'll get to that one. No, I, st- I mean, all right. I mean, yeah. yeah we're no. on these right now. So mm-hmm. we're, we're mm-hmm. like climbing into this discography quite a bit. <gasps> and finally, peace of mind. Do we have anything more just on that album before we head on? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's things are going to come up, but it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, so I mean, the album in itself is just fantastic. So yeah. And it turns 38 in uh like uh next week i think right or next week after next uh next sunday i think yeah. it turns 30 that's possible i actually don't know the release dates by heart well i think i just i think i just know because i literally was looking at the, yeah. the, the page but, oh yeah mm-hmm. um so uh but i think it's may 16th mm-hmm. we just uh last weekend we had uh warpurgis here in, in stockholm or you know valborg yeah. as it's mm-hmm. called uh, here and uh, i had my friends over we listened to all the maiden singles on vinyl uh, from oh, that sounds, from, that's yeah, nice. yeah, from the start up until Infinite Dreams, actually, the live version. And uh, we noticed also the Eddie lobotomy that happened at Peace of Mind. It's pretty much steady on there since, but not mm-hmm. on No Prayer. They removed the lobotomy. Like, there's no... Yeah, it's just No Prayer is an odd one in many senses. And I guess that sort of marks the beginning of the 90s, I guess, with things yeah. starting to veer into... Less uh, less direct directions. <laughs> <laughs> well phrased. Yeah. Well phrased. <laughs> I'll keep that did, one didn't later. The, didn't the lobotomy thing kind of come back a little bit in um, in uh, because you're talking about the physical? I mean, the actual. Yeah. There's of, this hatch. Know, or, or, yeah. This hatch yeah. on the forehead. Yeah. 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 So mm. that that came back a little bit in Ed Hunter, and then I think it came back. It's all on the Give Me Ed tour as well. I think. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's interesting in the '80s, right? Mm-hmm. Where he he's lobotomized yeah. now. Then he's the mummy, still lobotomized. Yeah. Then he's the cyborg, uh, but with uh, like he has, I think the the red glowing mummy eye still in there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or no, then maybe it's blue glowing. I don't remember oh. at the time. But at Seven mm. Sun, he has both. So one is electricity power slave blue glowing, and the other one is red glowing. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it's the continuous story of him, where it seems it just falls apart at no prayer. Just yeah. nothing matters anymore. This is a random eddy. Take it or leave it. I don't know. It's, uh, the, it's an interesting arc. And then he turned into a tree. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. arc, right? What happened? Mm. You know, mm. the, kind of the air went well, out has, from the Eddie story. Doesn't he have a lombotomy? Uh, lombot- lombotomy? Not, not lombotomy. <laughs> <laughs> lombotomy. Yeah. Lombotomy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, on uh, on uh, X Factor, right? Yeah, that's back I then. mean, he has so much on that one, so I guess a lobotomy would be a detail on that one. And then he's got uh, on uh, Virtual 11, he's doing something else. but Yeah. Yeah, is he lobotomized on any of the new ones? Is he lobotomized on Book of Souls? Uh, no, no. Okay, mm. so that's plastic Little surgery lo- then, or what? Plastic surgery, yeah, yeah. Mm. probably. Yeah, got his brain back. Mm. Who knows? Oh, sh- shall we? Shall we? Uh, let us. Uh, shall we move on to the um, the other matter at hand? I think so. Mm. Different world. Uh, different world. Um, that's a totally different world. That's a different yeah. world. Uh, let's listen to the start of it again to get in the mood. Mm-hmm. Twelve seconds. Yeah, very brief. It's a really good intro. 
I mean, it's to the point, and the song gets going. Sounds like Maiden. Again, not yeah. earth-shattering, maybe, but no. um, good intro. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Smith, I would guess. I think that's the Adrian... That's an Adrian part of it. Yeah. What's the song credits for this one? I think it's Smith, it's, uh, Smith and Harris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Harris probably for lyrics then, I would guess. Or maybe yeah, yeah, vocal yes. arrangement, because parts of the lyrics kind of reflect the Adrian sentiment, I think. I think there's a there's a bit that I know... Well, we'll get to that. There's a the sort of pre... There's two kind of chorus kind yeah. of things. And the kind of Thin Lizzy kind of... Yeah. If you will... Or if you don't will, it's to say, <laughs> tell me what you can hear, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. tell me yeah. what you see. Uh, that that feels kind of Adrian. Okay, he I was going to say, that sounds more like Steve to me, but I, I don't oh, know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Because, the, because the, the second bit is, I mean, Bruce is singing way too, way too high. high so. Way too high. It's a problem. Yeah, and I guess... That, that, would so have been a, that would have been a Yannick song, but it's not. So, I mean, it's usually a lot of songs where he Yannick has a guitar melody that Bruce has to emulate. They're usually very high, but yeah. that's not happening here. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, the, 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 the column, kind of Thin Lizzy chorus, I was always a fan of. I always liked it. Okay. That yeah. It has this message that is a quite humble message, you know. Everybody has a different way to view the world. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of humbling, and it has this humble tone, which is way lower than a typical maiden, mm. even pre-chorus. With the and maybe that actually hear. speaks. I mean, that might be an indicator that it might be Adrian actually, because if he's sung something and it's more in his own register. Maybe yeah, that's that's all. I, again, you mm. know, I, yeah, that's. But it, um, I was kind of, I was listening to the song earlier today, and I recall when it came out initially, I really liked it when it, when it first came out. Mm. But um, I often feel that with almost anything, not anything in the, you know, but like it's a bit, like when a new Maiden song comes on, I mean, it's very, it gets, you know, it gets released. I'm always very excited. Yeah, uh, and it takes me a little while before I really know what I think about it because there's there's a I, I was trying to find out what this was called in English. In Swedish, it would be I think you called Nihetans Behag. Is I think you'd call it. Yeah, and I'm no. And I I, I, yeah, I, I did right. I did a, I did a, I did a googling a googling mm-hmm. of this, and I'm pretty sure the correct translation is not the pleasure of the news. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. No. But I mean, it's like the grass is greener on the other side. Let's try something. Well, no, different. the grass is the grass is greener when there's new grass. <laughs> That's the <I> guess. <laughs> More, yeah, but I mean, the, the grass is not on the other side. That doesn't work because that's just someone else's grass. That's what that is. That's that's how you should enjoy what you have. That's true. Not that doesn't that doesn't mean when there's you know that that the you know that yeah that that's something different. But since we're already um, on the lyrical matter, uh, for me, I mean, uh, I'm of quite an ambivalent nature. I don't really pick sides. Uh, I'm not very uh, what's the word uh, categorical. I don't really categorize more than I feel that I can. So mm-hmm. I, I feel myself a little bit in the lyrics that, uh, you know, I want to try something new, but when I get there, I may find it's not for me. It has this kind of, it's a bit sad, actually, the, mm-hmm. the, the idea of the song that you feel like there's something bigger out there, but maybe it's as small as every other yeah. experience you've had. You know, maybe it's still not enough. 
But isn't that very much the theme of Steve's songs of late? I mean, it's it's he's getting a bit more philosophical about things and yeah. and his own worries, yeah, towards the world or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It goes towards. I thought it happens, you know, with age. Also, Possibly, like kind yeah. of uh, reconnecting with childhood, you know, as you yeah. you get bored, maybe you're done with the. For me, it could be like an early video game. I finished it, and then my world is empty all of a sudden. You know, mm. I need to find some new spot to get to. This existential trouble, really. I yeah, think this mm-hmm. this song is focusing in on. I think that especially if you're if you're, <clears throat> you know, as a uh, you know a songwriter, if you're. And you do you do sometimes you know t- tend to take you know inspiration from the you know, your world around you or your your as most songwriters do obviously I think it's hard to not sort of maybe deal you know wrestle with some of these kind of uh, existential questions you know because we're living in kind of kind of weird times I mean everyone probably says that yeah. and everyone probably thinks their times is the weirdest mm. but you know it's, it's another you know, prophet of say, disaster. Who says the ship is lost? Yeah, yeah, right. that, yeah I heard something about that somewhere. I can't remember yeah. where. Um, but it's, I think there's no, 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 no point asking where it is. No, no point asking who's who, who's in charge. Or <laughs> what's the so, game? So, so. When is it? Oh no, don't, don't worry. Oh, don't worry about I mean, when it's going on. Okay. No, no, no. It's always it's going on. It's always going no. on. But yeah, in that sense, it kind of fits. Yeah, that, they, mm. There was a Norwegian guy knocking the cockpit door, going, "When is it? Right, your boots on if you're gonna die." Yeah, if you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't. They shouldn't. It's a good thing they didn't you know, start playing that song. And anyway, never mind. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, Speaking about backing vocals, I watched a live <laughs> yeah. version of this of Different World, and yeah, I can't did not work, did for it? the life of it understand why Bruce, Adrian, and Steve sings that. Well, if we're going to call it the Thin Lizzy pre-chorus or whatever, why yeah. they yeah. sing it in unison? Why do they ah. all stand there singing it? So do full unison on that one. Same yeah. notes. Same notes. It's mm. very weird. I mean, if there would have been harmonies, I would sort of have understood the point of it. But it could be like a drinking team, you know, not theme, but actually team. You know, four guys drinking and they're together, just re, you know, just agreeing on this that everybody has a different way to view the world, and they're just singing together. Pub wise, <laughs> not not chorally, you yeah. know, not in church, not but, but I, in the I, I kind of feel because. I feel like I feel like on the album, there is kind of you know they're not there is a bit of harmonies going on there, so I don't know why they wouldn't try to you know incorporate some of that. Uh, like you know, obviously Adrian and Bruce can harmonize; they've done they do that. Yeah, quite often. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, take a song. Steve, maybe not so much, but they could probably figure something. Yeah, but he's he's always yelling something in at the, in the background, and sometimes it's a harmony. So we've been on this before yeah. too with Steve, yeah. right? He yeah, can't but, sing. Yeah, but I mean, Steve is ta- just shouting. So- yeah, sorry. No, if, no, that was it. Steve yeah. was just shouting. That was all. If you take a song like Passchendaele, we're not going to talk about that one in, at length now, but I mean, there Steve does some backing vocals and they are actually some kind of harmonies way back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it makes a lot of more sense to do that than just to sing in, in unison with. Yeah. yeah. And I guess uh, in terms of making sense, we could get critical on this song because the song, it has something. I think it could have been great, but they would have had to work on it longer. To yeah. me, it feels like they just wrote it. They didn't really rewrite it at any point. They didn't rework it. It's just these parts. And uh, we get to the high chorus. You mm. know, what is the lyrics for that one? Uh, somewhere know. I'd rather be. Uh, but when I get there, that, that part, don't want to be here. Um, I might find it's not for me. That thing, it's very well, high. It's bothering me. I have, a th- it sounds I, have a, I have a theory. Bad. You know. I have a theory on the song and about kind of why it ex- exists. 
And if you look at the rest of the album, I mean, this is the only kind of straightforward, kind of short to the straight to the point rocker they got. And I think, I think maybe someone kind of urged them, you guys kind of need a, you know, a good opening thing to open the shows with. And, you know, maybe it's going to be hard to do that with, say, these colors don't run. Even I think it would be, I don't think that would have been a problem. I, you know, I think that would have been fine. Yeah. But, you know, you know, maybe, maybe they kind of, you know, felt they needed a short, just at least one kind of, you know, because they, 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 they did release the reincarnation of Benjamin Brigg as a single. Yeah. Uh, but but the you know the radio versions was heavily you know, heavily were heavily edited to get it down to the you know right right amount of time. Now this one you know obviously works probably slightly better as a you know quote unquote sort of standard you know si- single. Um, yeah, and just like- otherwise there's, otherwise there's no there's no other real to- songs on the album that I think would work as you know that could, again not 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 I'm talking about traditional the way they used to do things singles. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, they don't really bother with that. I mean, the last, the, the second, uh, last album they did do, I think they did. Uh, I think it just speed, speed of light. Of light speed of light. Single. I think. Yeah. 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 And they don't bother with them. That's fine because they don't really need to do it that way anymore. But back then, they were still doing it that way, kind of. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this one has yeah, a yeah. uh, horrendous computer graphic type video, just as <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, just yeah, yeah, as yeah. Wildest Dreams. But I think Wildest Dreams was kind of it was better. They still had more energy in that one. Whereas here, it's almost like the third, right? You had Wicker Man, you had Wildest Dreams, and now they're trying it again. And mm. it feels tired. This, is, well, this song did, feels tired did, to me. Because if I recall, they did, video-wise, they had, you know, in the 2000s, they had Wicker Man, they had out of, out of Silent Planet, which was essentially just, a, you know... A mishmash of them playing other songs. Mm. Yeah, and also sometimes they reused quite a bit of the same clips or various things, which is really weird. But... um. And then, then you had Wild Streams. That was that was a computer animated one. And then you had Rainmaker, which was not a computer animated. There was some of it in there, but it was also them playing and the, you know looking sort of a standard video for the time. Mm. Yeah, but that's the, then they haven't really done that since then because nope. the, the video the video after that it would have been um, Reincarnation of Benjamin Brig, and that that was kind of them doing that because they were just them in the studio. Yeah, I guess. And then then they, you know then you got the 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 um, computer animated. Uh, what stuff. what do you think? Wildest Dreams versus different world what do you guys think i don't think i've seen them enough to know i mean what as I songs, think about as, openers. As, as songs yeah, i think wildest dreams is the better one definitely i think that's I, I think I, that I actually agree. is the song uh, that's one of the i mean of the more up-tempo songs from the of the of the new millennium that i actually think mm. works more more or less all the way through yeah, yeah exactly and this song does it have a a solo that could be like a proper climax for the song, or uh, I've kind of forgotten it to be honest. Mm. I think the solo is good in the song. There's some there's some cool arpeggio kind of situations going on. I really enjoy. All right, let's give it a listen. It's Adrian Smith, he's doing it really well, uh, but it's not maybe the most memorable 
solo of his. No, perhaps not. But I mean, it's I still enjoy it. I, I don't think it's like yeah. I mean, he, he he even has better stuff. You know, even like a few songs later on this album. But I think yeah, that's still cool. If we're just talking about this, I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Which songs have we been on on this album? It's just this one and uh, um, brighter than a thousand suns, right? I think so. Yeah. So there's plenty to go in terms of this. Yeah, album. and I think yeah. I think I think I I I, I like. I like Brighter Than a Thousand, Th- Thousand Suns more than uh, more than this one, I guess. Uh, for me, it's pretty much even. They have their problems. They have their strengths. And I think, again, the biggest problem with this one is that super high chorus, the second chorus or main chorus, whatever you want to call it. Mm. At the end, it's also doubled with some new lyrics, and it's just painful. Mm. For me, it's just painful at the end. Like, it, it really nailed the nail in the coffin kind of thing for this song not being maybe the best is when they double the the high part at the end and she's just like ah i don't like the sound of this no you know, and i just think to be honest and i think and i think it's uh, a problem might be the thing that they things are it's it's getting too long i mean they, they have the thin lissy pre-chorus thing and then they have the high bit i mean they could have maybe just one of them and it would yeah. po- possibly have felt a bit better but then again i thought about it when uh, with the guitar solo that the the harmony thing go, leading into it that's also very thin lissy it's pretty good actually hmm. yeah i mean it's not bad this is this song may be annoying in that sense that it's not bad enough to be really sort of uh as, as, uh, as a shit song but it's not really great either it's lukewarm i would say yeah it is yeah yeah i'm sure i'll give you that mm. i mean like i said when, when i initially heard it when i saw it on the tour i really i really loved it and I, it was great and that's kind of changed over the years but uh Oh, and you know, maybe I'll come back around, and it's I still, you know, I still, um, I still, f- if I if I had very very different tiers of how often I listen to various songs, it's not in the first tier, which would be the ones I listen to most frequently, or maybe not. You know, it could be in the second though, sometimes because just because, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's it's not, it's not it's not something I never listen to, put it that way. In terms of mm. live, in terms of celebrating the song on stage, it was just one tour, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that one again either. Probably no. not. I no. mean, we did see a, uh, they recovered uh, or they brought out um, for the great good, good of God. God. Yeah. Uh, recently, yeah. Mm. And maybe they could bring out uh, These Colors Don't Run, for example. It's a good song. I like that one too. Uh, well, they, this or, one or, wouldn't or, be um, the highest on the list mm. of songs to bring out. Uh, even The Pilgrim is my favorite track on the album. They should bring that out before this one. Uh, and I mean, I, I kind of like this song. It has a function on the album, let's say. Mm. It does, really. It's needed on the album, but maybe it's just not, it's not amazing, you know. I, I don't, I don't, the reason I don't see them bringing this one out at any point live is because the function it fills in a live situation is also being the opening kind of song. Yeah. And I don't know they'd ever be on a tour where they'd want to open this one because either, either they're doing classic stuff, which they wouldn't do this one, or they're doing new stuff and then they just do the new one. So I don't, you know, I don't think they would use, they, would, they probably wouldn't have this. But wasn't Wicker Man first on the Final Frontier tour? It was in the tour? Uh, no, no, it was, uh, you mean, no, it, it was, um, but I think it was first in... It was first on the, on the, the 2010 dates, wasn't it? Yeah, because they did, they did, they did, uh, they did, um, I think overall Brave New World has been celebrated in their live sets more than the others, because you've had Wicker Man in a few sets, you've had Blood Brothers in a few sets, and you've also had Brave New World in a few different sets, three different sets, I think, at least. Because if I recall here, let's see, because uh, they they were here, 
they came here. Yeah, okay, here we go. 2010. Yes, they opened with the Wicker yeah. Man. But on that tour, they did do quite a few from. Uh, they did. They did the reincarnation of Benjamin Brig. They did uh, these colors don't run. Uh, and they did El Dorado, right? It was yeah. kind of a pre tour. Yeah. Mm. Well, El Dorado was the the new. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of a pre tour before uh, yeah. the final frontier. Mm. I think when they featured a lot of new stuff, they played Ghost of the Navigator on that tour last time they did it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So yeah. So I mean. So I mean. They. They. Uh, but I think Wicker Man is. You know, reached reached at this point some kind of more of a classic kind of status than, than I think different world different world is going to ever get. Twenty one years um, old, Wickerman at this yeah. point as well. Yeah, yeah. Silly. And I guess yeah, that's uh, silly. I guess, you know, uh, for, first time I saw Maiden, a number of the bees wasn't that old, even. No, that's 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 weird. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I mean, not even mentioning first time Henrik saw the band. First, well, number of the beast was at that time. Number of the beast was fresh. It was it eight was years fr- old. Eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's weird, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? That's kind of mm-hmm. this song now, twenty-one years old, Wicker Man that we're talking about, not different world, but not much younger either. Well, I was just you know, peace of mind is going to be turning forty in yeah two years, and I know that because I'm turning forty yeah. in two years. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean it's going to be six years since Book of Souls now, I guess. Yeah, we need a new album. Yep. Yeah, I think I think I think I think I think I I think as soon as um. I mean, we'll see. We can speculate that another time. But I think the internet is full of people, full of people speculating on that, yeah. and I don't think you know we, we've done it too. And nothing's changed really. Nope. I think there will. Be no, we're here. just waiting at this point, really. And as far as the pod goes, uh, some interesting episodes coming up. D is not that long. E is not that long, but there there will be specials along the way. Oh yeah, we got a, we got a few more a few more on this. Yes, we do. We have at least yeah. Yeah, a couple of more. I, 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 I forgot about all the other ones until this very second, and then I realized what some of them are and got excited. So that'd be fun. That's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. A couple more, I think, mm-hmm. on D. And uh, uh, we haven't officially said it, but I don't think Different World is going to make the top 50 list. No, no I don't, no, I don't really. think anyone. It's just not fit no. for it. Mm. No. I mean, even if, we, if, if it was a... In a different world, it would, perhaps. Toshia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's a, but, uh, that's a point to to kind of conclude the discussion on this song, I guess. <laughs> yes. It would have been on the list um, in a different world. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, an, another list mm. in another time. <laughs> uh, that's another, uh, another that's totally different list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, as our plans are looking right now, we have Henrik on for the final episode of the D's as well, which I think could be an mm. interesting, a, a cool one. Mm. Uh, I'll try to do my best yeah. to mm. dig up material for that too. It was quite hard for this one. I didn't find much on Different World and Die With Your Boots on actually. No, not uh, much. Though, I think not much more should have been around for that with the boots on. Uh, it wasn't much. It was only that about the the, the, the writing of it, yeah. the tag team, and I couldn't even find the original that was paraphrasing. Mm. But I think that's pretty clear yeah. how it all happened. Yeah. Mm. That's it, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's just um, we got some like you said. You said we got some fun stuff coming up, and also if you want to go, if you guys at home want to get in touch, maidenazpod at gmail.com MaidenAZPod on Instagram MaidenAZPod on Twitter uh, and I th- probably just look for MaidenAZ on Facebook or MaidenAZ Friends of the Beast if you want to get into our private, you know. The private, uh, non-private group, yeah. The private group that we mention quite often frequently and I literally almost let everyone in. Yeah, we got 50 um, members now so we should get some discussions on again, you know, it's been a while since a poll so I need a new one for that. Maybe a best song poll, on yeah. Peace of Mind or something like that that could be interesting. <laughs> That could be fun, yeah, because we're, since we're getting, you know, but we'll, we can do that when this drops or something. Exactly, so we'll exactly. So, oh, until next time. I would like to thank everybody for listening, and I would like to say 
up the irons and squall from the north. Explosion. Okej, då stänger jag av. Det är bra, det är...